the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast with your host, Brian Briscoe. In this podcast, we bring some of the top professionals in the apartment investing field to discuss various aspects of the apartment investing journey with the sole purpose of educating listeners to make wise investment decisions. The Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast is sponsored by Four Oaks Capital, bringing you high yield returns through apartment complex investing. This is journal entry number 88 and part of our multifamily brief series. Today, we're going to talk about some market dynamics and why asset management is so important. Make sure you follow us on all your social media apps to get the latest updates. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook and LinkedIn. And now the show. First thing I want to talk about today is the state of the market. Now, I don't have a crystal ball, but I try to listen and learn all I can about markets and cycles. Now, some people point to the last several years of growth in multifamily and say that we're due for a correction. They say it's not a good time to buy because the market will eventually crash. Are they right? I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball and I have not been gifted a seer stone. Others point out that even with a decade of growth, there's still room for more growth. There's some that say that rents can still increase until the secondary markets reach the same level as the primary markets. Cap rates can still compress as the federal rate remains low. As a matter of fact, central banks of several nations and the European Union have had negative interest rates to encourage financial institutions to continue lending and not hold cash. If the Fed federal rate remains near zero or even goes negative, cap rates can continue to go down, which could continue to fuel multifamily growth. Now, with the massive growth in rents and cap rate compression over the last decade, one of my partners has frequently, frequently said that buying multifamily in 2012 or 2014 was like buying a property sitting on top of a rocket ship. It didn't matter how good you are as an operator, it's going to go up. Now, while pe peering into the future has proven fruitless for me, one thing I am certain of is the importance of managing your assets and your portfolios properly to maximize the returns. If cap rates stay flat, the difference in performances are going to be related to management and not the market. So let's look at the asset manager. What is it that they do? In a nutshell, an asset manager is going to execute the business plan. Their goal is to maximize returns while minimizing risk. Of course, risk and returns are frequently on the polar opposite end of the spectrum, so asset management includes finding a balance. So let's talk about maximizing returns. You know, I'll divide this up into two buckets. You know, there's cash flow and there's the value at sale. So to truly maximize returns, it takes strong performance in both areas. But more importantly, it takes some balance. To maximize value, for example, the asset manager must maximize the NOI. Now, one way to do that would be to stop paying for maintenance to minimize expenses. Obviously, that's not the right way of conducting business. A potential buyer will obviously see the deferred maintenance and subtract that expense from the offer price. Also, too much deferred maintenance will affect occupancy and rents. End of the day, maximizing value at sale includes maintaining the property in a, reason, in a reasonably good condition while maximizing the NOI. And oh, by the way, a well-maintained property with a strong performance may also benefit from a lower cap rate, which also increases value. Just throwing this out there, leaving a little bit of meat on the bone for the next owner is also a surefire way to increase desirability of the asset, and therefore the sales price too. Once again, how much meat is left on the bone is another balancing act. Now to maximize cash flow, there's also a proper balance required. For example, an asset manager can renovate to increase rents, but there's always a point of diminishing returns with renovations. 
Granite countertops and stainless steel appliances won't always bring the highest returns. And there is such a thing as over-renovating. Now, I remind everybody that I do have two degrees in math, and there's always a point where you can maximize your returns. And finding the right amount of renovations to do to maximize returns happens to be just as much of an art as it is a science. It takes a very detailed knowledge of the local market to find the Goldilocks position, one that's not too hot, not too cold, but just right. Next on the list, the asset manager is also going to be working with the property manager to set the rent points. And in doing so, a similar theme arrives. Picking a rent point that is too high, your vacancy rate is going to increase substantially. Pick a number that's too low and you, you'll be fully occupied, but you'll be leaving a lot of money on the table every single month. So sometimes to maximize returns, it takes raising rents just enough so that the property is almost fully occupied. Now, when does an asset manager's job begin? In my opinion, it should begin before the offer is made. Most companies, organizations have an acquisitions team that is separate from the asset management team. Nothing wrong with this, but the two need to be fully integrated from the get-go. The acquisition team will normally do the analysis and build the pro forma. They'll look at market conditions and make decisions on future rents at the property. Well, the asset manager is going to have to execute the business plan and therefore should be involved from the early stages of underwriting, right about the point where the acquisitions team starts thinking that they have a viable deal. The asset manager should be part of the CapEx budget planning, among other things, and should play a big role in the due diligence on the property. End of the day, the acquisition team is going to hand off the property to the asset manager at closing, and for that transition to be as smooth as possible, there needs to be significant coordination beforehand. So to recap, asset management will begin well before acquisition. The asset management team should be involved in creating the business plan and due diligence. Asset management maximizes cash flow by, by finding a balance between rent and vacancy and maximizes returns by finding the sweet spot on unit and common area renovations. Asset managers then maximize sale price by limiting deferred maintenance and maximizing NOI during the last year of ownership while potentially leaving a little bit of meat on the bone. Now that's it for today's episode. Stay tuned because on Friday we are dropping another Ask the Expert episode, this time with Ellis Hammond and Mike Keller. And once again, make sure you follow us on our social media channels. Go ahead and head down to the show notes right now and you can just tap and follow and get the latest updates on everything we're doing. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast today, brought to you by Four Oaks Capital. If you'd like to know more about how to invest in apartment buildings or want to be a guest in our show, visit our website at fouroakscapital.com slash podcast or email us directly. If you're still listening, you obviously like the show, so pull out your phone, tap subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you again next week.